Follow us on Facebook at Off Script with Super E Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at OffscriptPod underscore one. Offscript with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Hello everybody, Jay here, back with another Offscript with Super E. Unfortunately, other things have kept me away from A-Train Studios, so I'm not with my buddy A-Train. I'm at uh, up in my studio. A-Train is at his studio. A-Train, say something. I'm just sitting here. I'm crying, just weeping into a handkerchief because Jay's not here. <laughs> that was so cool. There's nothing wrong with that, of course. Right, exactly. Oh, shit. Oh. That other voice you hear is the star of our show, of course, Super E. Super E, got anything new on a Sunday? Well, no, as I'm talking to you guys, uh, Captain Tark Tice is trying to call in, probably with some more escapades. But uh, I'm just chilling out here in the middle of nowhere. Uh, my neighbor. What? Any kangaroos? No kangaroos, but uh, their turkeys are flocking around me. They they better not hope a train darkens oh, their doorstep. I tell you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He is. Uh, he's quite the quite the shot. Yes, two at a time. No, I kind of like kind of like Ron Jeremy. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm really good at sitting in the woods for hours at a time, not seeing a damn thing. Yeah, I'm really good at it. And I wa- I just w- I walk outside to take out the trash, and there's ten of them. <laughs> That's kind of how that works, isn't it? Uh huh. Yeah, and all my buddies that are deer hunters, they spend weeks just following footprints and deer droppings. If I uh, welded a metal bar to the front of my Chrysler, I could gore ten of them on the way to the Dollar General. <laughs> that so would. What do y'all buy at the Dollar General there, Super E? What's your what- well, uh, ramen noodles is high on the list. Mountain Dew, of course, and their and Marlboro cigarettes are. I don't buy them, but that's what everybody. I see a six-year-old kid go in there. Mom, all says, "Get her Marlboros." Here you go, Tyler. Tell your mamaw and said hi. Um, One time, I swear to God, a dog knew how to step on the thing. Go walks into the Dollar General. Like he owned the place and is just walking around. And then, you know, somebody yells out, oh, Travis is a dog. Butch is in here. Tell him hi. Give him a treat. He's just walking around the store. <laughs> Give that, Butch a treat. Spot on. That, that reminds me real quick. A long time ago um, when I was working in sex crimes, we had an early morning run down on the south side of town. And um, it's probably... We probably got there, started gathering at 5.30 when we got the, the, the call out because, you know, our shift didn't start yet, but we were all on call. Anyway, so get down there, work in the crime scene. It's probably 6.45-ish, and this food truck pulls up across the street, 
lady gets out. She must have just been working the breakfast shift at the local, you know, um, <clears throat> factory or whatever with the food truck. She gets out, cigarette promptly, you know, pursed in her lips, and she screams, you babies get out here and get your breakfast. <laughs> so, like, three or four kids of, of like, grade school age, they come flying out of the house. Well, we'll go ham, mama. I swear to you. She starts feeding these kids chili dogs and Mountain Dew. And oh. To the bus stop. Sweet. That is the breakfast of champions. I was like, yeah. I mean, as a kid, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> That's uh, you, that is exactly the way it is with everybody out here where I live. You know, when they're because they they do their grocery shopping at the Dollar General and it's just unbelievable. You see like, you know, ramen noodles, uh, cool filter kings, lucky strike, you know, that kind of thing. And it's just oh, and 50 pounds of dog foods like Cousin Eddie. And uh, that's the way it is out here. Now, is do they do do they do Funyuns or Doritos? Doritos, I think it's Doritos out here. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> oh, A Train, what you got for us? I love Doritos. <laughs> love them. Cool Ranch, yes. You know, oh I don't have. I really don't have anything exciting to tell you. Um, yeah. Just kind of looking forward to Supri telling us a story. Yeah. So. Uh, A-Trade, do you want to do the honors to kind of give this, kind of let us know where this story's going with the, um, you know, local doings here in our town with that NRA convention and who a officer may have run into? You want to take it? Well, yeah, I'll give I'll give a little backstory and then Super E can, can take it from there. So, yeah, we had the big NRA convention here in town. We had your Donald Trump as a guest and he made a speech and... Yeah, it was it was a big to do, and uh, sounds like uh, the subject of our story today. Superi e, uh, said she had a, a, a brush with greatness. Yes, uh, we will for the show. We will call her, her code name will be KR. She used to be KF, but now since she got married to a wonderful guy, she's KR. Okay. Um, KR was working this uh, thing as security in uniform. And uh, she's a big Trump supporter. And she says that uh, uh, the president, Do the president, Donald Trump, came up and was thanking her and the other officers for all their service they do and all that. And then he just looked at her because if anybody's ever met KF, she's we all know this. She's a very attractive woman. It's like if you took mm -hmm. a Barbie doll. And Farrah Fawcett Majors and a mad scientist combined them like in weird science, you would have yeah. KF. That is, now. that is a perfect example or, yes. or of what she looks like. That is exactly right. Barbie doll, yes, Farrah Fawcett. Yes. She, yeah. was my, she was my partner. We were a narcotics investigating duo, and she was a showstopper when she did the undercover work. She defies all of those. If you ever see like, you know, a, a series or something, it's got a female officer on there. There's an absolute smoke show. And people are like, cops don't look like that. Well, she kind of 
can change that rule. Yes, she does. She, de- yes. she definitely she definitely changed that rule. I mean, there would be there would be like informants that say, hey, this drug dealer says he will not sell to anybody new. He don't want to meet anybody new. She would drive up the informant to meet the drug dealer. Oh, I'll sell to her. I'll sell to her. <laughs> I mean, they loved her. And one time, um, a couple of narcotics detectives they knew that me and her were having a, a lot of success locking up people for selling drugs. They said, do you think she would go into this house and buy some heroin? It's a big problem in the neighborhood. Neighbors are screaming about it. Quality of life's gone down and all this. And this is where they had like four or five lookouts, you know, guys armed, you know, ready to, uh, anybody came in, they're ready to take care of business. Mass, they, they told her, Hey, you're going to go and buy heroin. And they got all these lookouts. It's scary. She didn't even bat an eye. She goes, I'll do it. And when I, you know, she drove up and I was sitting in the passenger seat with her, the lookouts, they were nice about it. They were very polite. Even though they were menacing, they just said, hey, you, to me, you got to stay in the car. Only your girl can come in. She went in there like a, you know, cold as ice, uh, was able to get the buy, get everything on video. Great buy. Was able to do a search warrant, get everybody locked up. She was fearless about it. And then a year later, she told me, she goes, man. <laughs> I was like shitting in my pants. I said, you didn't look like it. She goes, oh, that was all big act. But she was fearless. Nice. She had no problem. Yeah, she was. She had ice water in her veins. Why nice. don't you tell us a tale about her? Um, maybe some other um, hijinks there, Super E. Now, this is the one where she didn't do it on purpose, but she stole an old Harley motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> just accidentally okay. stole. Yeah, stole a it motorcycle. wasn't her. It wasn't her fault. Okay. Um, I got some information from one of my informants, and he told me there's this dude. He's just telling everybody he's selling dope. You know, he's got dope for sale at this house. He's not. He's not secret about it. And he also is he saying, "Hey, I've got a Harley that I stole." That I'm going to sell for like, no, 500 bucks. And I was like, hell yeah. You know, that sounds like a good information, you know, good information, getting a drug arrest and then getting somebody's Harley back for him. Mm-hmm. And so um, the informant went, called him up again, got some more information. I wanted to know um, where the Harley was, you know, all this. And so, um, the informant called the guy back up, said he had two people that wanted to buy. I was going to have uh, KR do it, and then our good friend, BD. We all know BD. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he is, you know, he's very good. So I wanted him to help KR on this. And uh, so uh, my informant found out from the drug dealer that he had hid the Harley-Davidson under a tarp behind his house right by the back door so before the drug buy was made i do a couple of days of surveillance do a little recon on it sure enough i see uh, a tarp covering a, a bunch of stuff and it looks like it looks like a harley's under there so i'm thinking okay everything's lining up just like the informant said you know all this information's checking off is correct so what the plan was i was going to have um KR and BD drive up there with the informant and uh, BD was going to be the money man because, you know, he's, you know, he's kind of an unassuming guy. 
you wouldn't think of him as, you know, uh, being a cop. He didn't look like a biker or anything. He just looked like a regular dude. Uh, Somebody described him as the world's largest leprechaun. And (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good. Yes. 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 And um, so anyways, so they drove up in one of the old pickup trucks that the Air Force donated to us. I think it was actually uh, one of your guys. Yeah. I picked those trucks up. Andy, did you go up there with us? I did not. We drove up um, into right into Pennsylvania, and uh, several of us went up there. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. You just show up on the base, and someone signs the paperwork, and they hand you the keys, and yep, that's over there. That one's over there, and see y'all. Yeah. Well, it, it was a great truck. They were like 30 years old, over 30 years old, and they'd have like 1,400 miles on them. Right. They used them on the base only. Yeah. Yeah, so we had this great big four-wheel drive, big Ford uh, 350. And uh, so the CI, BD, KR, they uh, show up, and KR is looking glamorous as always. And uh, they knock on the door of the dope dealer's house, the back door of the dope dealer's house. He comes out, and as soon as he met KR, it was like, hey, how much dope do you want? I've got... How much dope you need? I got. And she had, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars. So she handed him the money. He immediately runs into the house and brings out the dope and hands it to her. So we got the we got that out of the way. The drug deal is out of the way. You know, that's where the danger, you need to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm watching from about a half a block away. I'm videotaping everything and I'm watching this and using binoculars. So I'm thinking, that went really smooth, the drug deal. So then BD. I could tell he asked about the Harley Davidson and I could see the drug dealer was like, Oh yeah. He runs back into his house and comes out with a great big hammer. I'm like, Oh my God, is he going to bonk BD over the head? His big leprechaun skull. And, uh, <laughs> what the drug dealer did then was he made a left turn and went to his next door neighbor's garage and started bashing the side door glass open. <laughs> and then I could see that BD and KR, they're looking around, kind of like, what, what the fuck is going on? He bashes that door open and gets in, and then he tries to open the big uh, garage door. And it looks like uh, the garage door spring had broken, so, you know, he hit the button, it wasn't going up. So the drain that comes out, and he's trying to lift the garage, it, it, it won't lift up. What's he start? He got, starts taking that big hammer and starts bashing on the outside of the big garage door. Oh my! Yeah, and then I can see BD and and KR. They're kind of looking back because they know I'm watching, and they're shrugging. We're like, "What do we fucking do?" And I said, "Okay, I hope they don't identify themselves as a police officer because we don't. You know, the guy's got a hammer. Yeah, he can. We've seen that he can bash in a door. He can bash in a cranium. Right. So." Just uh, next thing I know, I see BD is helping this guy lift up the (laughs) broken garage door. Now it's all creaking, going one side, and the drug dealer pushes this Harley Davidson out. And then he's kind of like, he's trying to lift it up a little bit. There's BD. And he tells BD and and KR, help me lift this up. So, you know, I see see Fair Fawcett Majors. Hoisting up the forks of a Harley to put on the back of, I'm like, 
somehow this seems like this is a violation of something. <laughs> I, you know, I could, ju- I just saw the byline in the newspaper the next day, narcotics detectives, stolen motorcycle <laughs> ring. Um, so it wouldn't be a one-time deal, you know, that was an accident. You're so right, Super E. In the media, it would be a ring. Yeah, a ring. They, they're guilty, yeah. even though they're just they're going with the flow, and they don't want to. They can't break their character because right. it, it could have got violent fast. The guy, like I said, the guy was holding a deadly weapon because he just killed yeah. two garage doors, <laughs> and so uh, so they they hoist this motorcycle, get it back, get it back of the truck. It, they're they're looking at me real apologetic from a half a block away. We're so, we're so sorry. I can read their lips. Sorry. I'm thinking, what are you going to do now? Roll a bank with the guy? And so <laughs> the guy goes. The drug dealer goes back in the house. We meet at a a, a staging area, and we're kind of like, what the hell do we do now? So I was like, I'm so glad I videotaped everything. I made good notes. I made all the, hey, the, to the supervisors, this is what happened due to safety reasons. They s- decided to join in on the Harley fe- theft. Yeah. And so they didn't want to have to pull out any guns or hurt anybody or get shot themselves. We went along with what the guy did, and we'll be taking the motorcycle back yeah. as soon as everything is processed correctly. Right. right. And, and- that leads to a, a you know a great quick little lesson or whatever um, with things like that. You can you know it, it was dam- they were damaging someone's private property obviously, but they couldn't break character for that. But now you know it would have been different had they been going to harm a person. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, right. They would, right. It, and, and then I, I went to have full confidence that uh, my undercover detectives would took care of business. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So that's the way that went down that day. And we couldn't stop laughing about it, you know, because in all my years of experience and all the crazy stuff I've done and seen and all that stuff, I, I don't think anybody has ever something like that happened where they're having to rip off a store and hoist up a stolen motorcycle for a dope deal so getting back to it you know i process everything get a search warrant for the guy we i think we might made a second buy i think we made a follow-up buy to show a pattern of dealing and in this one we didn't commit any felonies on that we didn't good. participate in it good and so we you know we had a dealing case in this guy search warrant whole schmear he goes to jail Motorcycles processed, all that. Well, two weeks later, I get notification from whoever that releases the motorcycle. And we was able, it took us a while to find out who that, who was, you know, that motorcycle belonged to uh, of the house. You know, we had to confirm that and everything. So finally, when the motorcycle was released, I was given the contact information for the owner. And at the, I found out that he was no longer living at that residence. He was living at a residence all the way on the south side of our town or city. And so when I called him up, I thought he would be overjoyed that we got his Harley back. Yeah. 
he wasn't happy at all because this Harley was old. And I will say, I'm not a Harley guy, know nothing about him, but it was a giant piece of shit. And uh, so I believe he might have got some insurance cash for that. And he never wanted to see that motorcycle again. <laughs> yeah, oh no. He, yes, he did not want that back. He wanted and, uh, the insurance. Yeah, money. yeah. And he, I call him up and I go, hey, Mr. So-and-so, great, great news. What's that? Got your Harley back for you. Click. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Calling back. Uh, we got this connected. What's going on? Uh, uh, what Harley? You're Harley. Oh, my God. He's like, oh, my God. And he's no comprende. I said, no. I heard you speak in English two seconds ago. <laughs> we have your Harley. We need to bring it back to you. He goes, do you have to? <laughs> yes, we have to. If, you know, we can't confiscate it and keep it. Yeah. You're the owner of it. It's in your name. You need to come get this early. I don't want to. You have to. I'm not going. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I don't, I don't have the means to do it. I said, well, guess what? We do. I got a bunch <laughs> of the guys from the violent crimes unit. I said, guys, help me load this big, heavy-ass motorcycle <laughs> on the back of this truck. We're going down to the south side. And I called the guy up. I said, are you at home? And he goes, yeah. I said, I'll see you in a few minutes to talk about what we need to do. I didn't let him know that we're yeah. bringing a motorcycle down. Yeah. So he goes, okay. So I zip down there and I got a bunch of the violent crimes unit guys with me. I knock on the door and he goes, yeah, I'm not interested in getting that. Blah, 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 blah. I said, it motorcycles right here, guys, bring it <laughs> off the truck. And he's like, damn it. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, we roll it up there. And then the guy does, he's helping us in zero ways possible. Yeah. So we we pull the we roll the motorcycle with the brakes locked up. So we're dragging the motorcycle. I we say, hey, we're putting it right here. And he goes, I don't want it there. Can you put it over here? It was like three feet over. <laughs> so we all had to grab it, moving three feet. Then he goes, I don't think I want it there. I, I said, we're out of here. Bye. Oh, and what away the, we went. Oh. What are the changes? He never called the insurance company to let him know. Oh, I have a feeling he did not. <laughs> yeah. He did not. He did not want to see that son of a bitch and turd motorcycle again. Oh my gosh! A A train. Did you ever have any situations in your UC work or your you know videoing said UC work where your guys turned or you turned into felons? You you ever have anything like that? I'm trying to think. I know I've never assisted in a garage burglary. Um, right. Stealing a heart. Um, no, no. I'm going to say not really. No. Yeah. 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 I don't think too many people could check that off the list of things I, that they've done. Yeah. That, that was my point, Super E. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I, that's kind of a <laughs> doesn't, things like that don't happen every day. Right, right. No, 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 they do not. But when they do happen, you got to be able to go with the flow and do whatever is the safest. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure everybody understands this, but I mean, they, you know, they were in the middle of a drug deal that was going right. to, it was an ongoing thing. Um, yes. They, you know, in the, uh, on the scale of things, may, you know, maybe letting that go at the time, you know because they had this other investigation to do. So, you know, it not ideal, but but uh, just so folks understand, you know. Um, 
it was safety for the yeah. drug dealer yeah. and the undercover officers and the informant. Absolutely. And and they they probably on this on this drug deal, they might not even have their guns with them. No, they uh, they did not. Now BD might have had it hidden somewhere, but I don't yeah. think KR was it. You know, I don't think she had it. She might have. I'd have to ask her. Right. But right. on of course on my drug deals, a lot of you know, I couldn't carry a gun because I was searched on a regular basis, and all I was wearing was t- tank tops and locks that cut off shorts with work boots. That you know the complete hillboy look. Of course, of yes. course, the Jesco white look. Uh, Jay's family tree that basically <laughs> goes straight up. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Appalachia, baby. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's 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 good stuff there, Super E. That is good stuff. A train, you got anything to add to that? No, I don't. That was a that was very entertaining, Super E. Thanks, guys. And didn't we discuss and um having having her be a guest on the show one time? Didn't we talk about that? Yes, and uh, like I said, she's a busy, busy, busy person of these days. As you can see with the uh, um, visiting or talking with the president and all that stuff. Right. right. Well, if she if she can't make time for us, then we'll just keep talking about her behind her back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? I kind of like that better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Excellent. Well, hey, if nobody's got anything, uh, A-Trade, why don't you take us out? Okay. We will see everybody on the next one. Bye.